Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to widestmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Does My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met at a training, and our secret sauce is that we and our partners became fast friends. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for couples therapy. If something you hear in this podcast stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com to leave a question of your own. Here's today's question. Welcome back. This is Jules. This is Vicki. And this is Rebecca. And today's question is, my partner broke trust, so why does my partner say that they don't trust me? Ooh. Sweet one. This one's (laughs) Molly. (laughs) I have a theory. Go ahead. Go for it. I think their own, bad grammar, their own breaking of the trust showed their mind that it's possible, like opened them up Mm -hmm. to that. So Mm -hmm. now they understand that you could be untrustworthy as well because Mm -hmm. they were untrustworthy. That was the first thing that came to my mind when I read this. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a possibility that that's part of what's Mm -hmm. going on. I I see a defensive strategy in here for sure. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Well, sometimes we don't we don't look for things until we know it's a possibility. If you've never seen an apple before, oh. you wouldn't keep an eye out for apples, uh, right? It's so like when it's, you buy a car, every other car in the yeah, road that, is the same as yours, that kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's a salience neural network thing. So this is a neural network that helps you filter out which information you don't need to be paying attention to mm-hmm. and which information you do need to be paying attention to. So certainly... If you now all of a sudden your salience neural network is wearing uh, breaking trust colored glasses, you might see oh. that lots of places. Yeah. I could buy that. I could buy that mm-hmm. as a possibility. And mm-hmm. um, that doesn't mean you actually are breaking trust. So, you know, oh, right. that's one of the questions that I have. I'm thinking about um, somebody I was working with recently, a couple, and there was a partner who had broken trust. And then two days later, the other partner also broke trust. And so actually both of them had. So I always wanted oh. to like, do we <laughs> turn on this one? Uh-huh. And yeah. was there any other breaking trust that was also happening? Maybe it is happening on sure. both sides. Can we slow down there for a minute? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think when we think about things like breaking trust, mm-hmm. often a lot of folks go right to like the big breaking the mm-hmm. breaking big T trust, right? Like yeah. ha- betraying like each other, like with having an affair or something along those mm-hmm. lines. But I, I think we're also not paying attention to like the little T trusts. Mm-hmm. Like um, you said you were going to be home at 
seven o'clock mm-hmm. and you didn't get home till midnight or, mm-hmm. you know, wow. you, yeah. you were going to, um, Vic thinks that's a big T trust, by the way. <laughs> that was just, yeah. Vic, Vic, I don't think it was big T. Thank you, Jules. It was more than like, I wasn't expecting that time frame. Like I thought Rebecca would go from seven to eight. Sure. She <laughs> can do that too. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah. also like you said, you that were going to take care of the bills and yeah. you didn't do that. Or, yeah. you know, you haven't been yeah. getting yeah. up. We, we had kids together. I thought we were going to be in this together and you haven't been mm-hmm. pulling your weight on, I don't know, I'm making dinner every night and I'm putting the kids to mm-hmm. bed every night. And yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. trust. Yeah, it's that's broken a really, in a million yeah. different ways, and probably for most of us, in most of our relationships, we're mm-hmm. having ruptures daily. Oh yeah, for sure. And if for we're sure. if we're mm-hmm. doing relationship well, mm-hmm. we're catching some of those and we're talking about them. Yeah, we're making mm-hmm. repair. Right. We might not Mm -hmm. catch them all, but Mm -hmm. we're going to catch a good chunk of them. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's even like smaller than anything I've named. It's like, oh, you were talking and I talked over you and I didn't really catch that I did that. And I missed the thing you were talking about. That's Mm -hmm. a, that's a betrayal of trust. Mm-hmm. It could be. It depends on the partnership. You could do that to me all day long. It wouldn't betray my trust one bit, but I like being interrupted. Right. Like I, it feels. I don't mean that silly. Right, but, I mean but, that but like seriously, totally. Like, I cracked right now. So <laughs> let's let's just say, and, and like let's just mm-hmm. say, like I I spend a lot of time with you, and I get really used to that. Mm-hmm. And then I go back to my partner, and right. it's not actually okay with him. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and I behave when I interrupt right, him. and so then if I behave <laughs> with him in the same way, and I'm not adapting and resilient mm-hmm. to like yeah. which relationship mm-hmm. am I inside of right now? Mm-hmm. Right, then I'm going to be causing some betrayal there. Mm-hmm. Well, could I get like super nuanced on this one though? Please. <laughs> um, so I, there's something sticky. No, there's something like I'm noticing mm-hmm. my emotions mm-hmm. are going wow, wow, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think what's happening as I'm paying attention to that signal inside is that betrayal and trust breaking, I save for when there's been an overt agreement. Okay. And if there has not been an overt agreement, so it could be you a may rupture. feel betrayed. Mm-hmm. You may feel betrayed. I'm not telling you you're not going to feel betrayed. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the appropriate name for the feeling you're having. But there's I'll not an overt. That. But there wasn't actually a breach of trust or betrayal because there wasn't an actual agreement that we both said yes to. Well, if, can I slow us down there again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think there are some things that like folks, let's say in open or non-monogamous relationships, do mm-hmm. really good about being really explicit and contractual about 100%. that a lot of folks in heteronormative monogamous relationships don't mm-hmm. even ever think about yes and take for and granted we're making assumptions all yes. over the place and then so it could be too caller that what's happening is your partner saying well you're breaking trust but they're leaning into an assumption that they're having about what trust you're breaking and we don't actually have a clear agreement or understood okay. like, mm-hmm. what we're expecting to be happening. Um, so so it could be helpful uh, to really dig in there. I'm like, breaking your trust in what way? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? So I think, there, I think we could separate out a, a rupture moment from a breach of trust moment, from a betrayal moment. Yeah. Right. And, I'm and also we're, having... You go, go, it's fine. I'm having this aha because I'm also realizing, even as I read the question, this is me, this is my own stuff. Mm -hmm. I read the question and I hear defensiveness in it, but that could just be me. Mm -hmm. And 
Jules, even hearing you say like the conversation around betrayal, I heard more curiosity in how you turned it. So Mm -hmm. let's say it's Gabe and him saying, why don't you trust me? I can get defensive and say, well, you did this too. And, or you did it Mm -hmm. first. Why are you Mm -hmm. saying that about me? Or I can turn around and like you said, Jules, have this conversation of what are, what are we even talking about with trust? What happened? There's a difference Mm -hmm. in the tone that I think Mm -hmm. opens up the conversation very differently. Mm-hmm. Well, opens it up, mm-hmm. period, I guess I should say. Like the mm-hmm. defensiveness is going to kind of shut it down yeah. and the curiosity would open it back up. Yeah, right, because the defensiveness exactly. is, a, is, it's like, it's avoiding something. It's it's a whataboutism. Mm-hmm. It's turning things mm-hmm. around. It's it's not, mm-hmm. there, there's like, there's, there's a missing, um, oh, it's coming to me. It's like, there's a missing settling of like your partner saying like, you broke my trust. Mm-hmm. And you're turning yeah. it around with, but wait, you first, mm-hmm. or yeah. you too, right? And like, yeah. like what if we just yeah. pause with the partner saying like, they don't trust you? Like, what happens mm-hmm. if we just start with, oh, my partner doesn't trust me? Mm-hmm. What's that, that mean? What's be, that about? Yeah. And about what? That's big. Yeah, so I also what's put that about? trust on a spectrum. We're in different categories, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. So you can absolutely trust me to not cheat on Adam. 100%. Mm-hmm. Never going to happen. You could sure not trust me ever not to interrupt him. I moves very fast. I like it. I like the bantery. Yeah. Well, you just I said like, try really ago, you hard like not to because he hates it, but I, he should never trust me to be successful in that. I really do attempt it. And I am better than I used to be, I hope. I'll ask him later. But but he should not. So like, what can you trust somebody on? What can't you? And sometimes I think we use it in this way that's like all or nothing. Black and white. Either you trust me or you don't. Wait a second. Oh, yeah. You can trust somebody about one thing and not about another thing. Yeah. And by the way, could we all be honest with ourselves? We are not always trustworthy. Not in all ways, all the no, time. Yeah. Not in all yeah. ways, all yeah. the time. I mean, yeah. come on. How so, many times yeah. have I said, yes, I'll do that thing, and then I forgot? Oh, my God, totally. Mm-hmm. I ran into that just yesterday. I, I ended up this email in my box. I was like, thank you for following up, True. I totally did not remember that I promised to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. All the time. So, yeah. So let's do talk, though, about the defensiveness, because I think that probably is what's going on here. So Mm -hmm. your partner had some sort of betrayal of trust. And as part of deflection, as part of getting away from their shame, um, Mm -hmm. as part of not wanting to talk about it, of wanting you to get over it, they've moved into a, in psychology land, it's projection word called projection, in quotes. (laughs) Right? Um, right. Meaning I'm taking a feeling that I know very intimately and then putting that off on you. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. here we are going down the highway, looking at some possible defensiveness that you're dealing with. And what aboutisms are classic? It's a really great deflection, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we know what I mean, right? Totally. Like, yeah. Well, you broke trust. Well, what about the times you broke trust? That's the what aboutism. Yeah. Yeah. There is a and, way. And some, sometimes, yeah. though, it's like, sometimes both are true. I'm thinking of folks that mm-hmm. have come to my office where one really broke trust in like a talking to somebody else in a way that didn't feel okay kind of way. Mm-hmm. And the other one broke trust by 
uh, I told you you could talk to me about everything, but when you talk to me about this, I fall apart and shut down and you can't really, I'm, I'm not actually a safe mm-hmm. person for you to even may try to make repair with, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like two different kinds of ways of breaking trust. Mm-hmm. And both are true. But one of the issues is that they're trying to tend to them both at the same time. Totally. Mm-hmm. We got to take them one at a time. I mean, mm-hmm. gotta. I hate to put it in that way, but gosh, it goes better. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a good way for it. It goes better. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't land for either of you if it keeps going, yeah, you did this and you did this, mm-hmm. you know, or I did this and totally. you did this. And, like, mm-hmm. nothing's landing. Give give one thing a chance to, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give it, give it a yeah. day. Or There's something about that by settling. The way, yeah, yeah. I'd give it a whole day before you turn to the other side, at least. And if it's a huge thing, give it a lot longer than that. Yeah. I think one way to do it is to, like, actually even name that that's what we're going to do. Like, you know what, sweetie? You're right. I'm hearing that um, I'm saying that you don't trust me and you're saying that I don't trust you. And Mm -hmm. both of those things might be true. Why don't we start Mm -hmm. with what you're feeling and then in a day or two, Mm -hmm. we can circle Mm -hmm. back to this Mm -hmm. and I can, right? But so we're making that even an explicit contract. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we're actually asking for a contract, it's okay for them to say no and then we can enter Mm -hmm. into negotiations. Yeah. You can really help yourself out if you've got a partner who's doing what about isms. Um, now let's talk about how. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is an advanced say, skill. It is oh, an advanced yes. skill, um, but it is very effective. And it works with teens and it works with what about isms in partnerships and it works with what about it for our therapists and, and it works and with coaches who are. Who are, it does. Mm-hmm. It works with toddlers. For our therapists and coaches who are listening, it works great with clients as well. So the trick with the whataboutism is to stay on target. So you just keep going with the one thing you've asked, the one thing you're wanting to pay attention to. So let's say in this example, this partner who wrote in is really wanting to talk about um, the, the betrayal they're experiencing, right? So we bring up, hey, is this an okay time? I really am having some big mm-hmm. feelings about this thing that happened. I really need some repair. Can I share with you the hurt that's going on inside? Well, sure. But, you know, you have to realize that I'm also hurt. You did this thing to me. And that's also really hurtful. I hear you. And you're not wrong. And right now, I really want to talk about what's happening in me. If you're unavailable for that, I'd love to know when you will be. I always have to listen to what's right for you. Sure, go ahead. But, you know, when are we ever going to talk about what's hurting me? Yeah, not right now. I'd really love to talk about what's (laughs) happening for me. And I notice sometimes we divert off of that when I bring it up. In fact, I don't think we've actually made it through this conversation yet, babe. So right now I'm really going to hold the line. I'm going to stay with what's happening in me. Are you willing to do this? I'm noticing in me that Mm -hmm. I have a choice point in terms of how to respond to you. Uh And Uh role-playing this, the choice point is either like meet you where you just asked me to meet you or Mm -hmm. explode and get even bigger. Yeah, and you might explode and get even Mm -hmm. bigger. And if it's too much for me, I might Mm -hmm. say, okay, I'll swing back tomorrow and ask again. 
right? Because I don't mm-hmm. want somebody yelling at me necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I might actually go ahead and, and set a bigger boundary around taking some space. But I could just stay on target, stay on target, stay on target. Yeah, and Joel, tell just us how ignore. you're doing that because <laughs> everything <else>. right. <laughs> I'm ignoring all other input. I'm I'm acknowledging that it happened, but I'm not getting into a conversation about it. But there's another piece you're doing in there, right? Mm-hmm. You're using your yeah. PB we're calling I'm calling it your PBI, I right? Am. Your psychological boundary <laughs> image. Yes. Right? Yes. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yes. So mm-hmm. I, for for listeners who know about the psychological boundary image, that's that, um, for me, a wall of jello with pink sparkles in it. That's I mine. I chuckle because I literally imagine a pink wall of jello around you or me, and it it's gross to me because I could just feel it on my skin. Well, no, there's space but I between love the, it. It sits out in front of me. It doesn't touch my skin. I'm so glad. Is that, I an, said is that this an interesting you. nuance? Yes, it doesn't. I've it's just thought that it was this in between. big ball of jelly Wait, that right, you're in. Right around I'm like, her? ew. Yeah, I thought she was like in it, like a big, no, no. Big ball That's not of how jello. it feels for me. It's more like I'm in a bubble inside the big wall of jello. The wall of jello has a separation <gasps> of air between oh, the edge in front That's of me, but it's gross. all the way out, <laughs> out here. Yes, right. Okay, so and generally, it keeps my mind safe from mm-hmm. other people's minds and it keeps their minds safe from mine. And so I don't need to change what my partner is thinking or feeling while they're doing the whataboutism. But I'm also not going to respond to the whataboutism question. I'm going to stay on target. So in addition to the normal jobs, well, the thing is, is that my jello wall is really helping me out with that. I'm not saying I'm not getting a little bit irritable as this is going on. Yeah. yeah. It's just that it's not it's not like piercing my heart. Okay. The fact that the fact that my partner, my sweet partner is in defense. Oof. There must be a lot going on in there if that's where we are. Okay, I will bear witness to them being that upset, but I'm not letting any of it in like arrows to me. And I'm just uh-huh. going to pause us here for a second because uh-huh. I want to let our listeners know if you want to go deeper on this topic of psychological boundary mm-hmm. images, go mm-hmm. back to one of the episodes in our mini-series. It's called, Why Do mm-hmm. I Feel So Bad When My Partner Gets Disappointed or Mad mm-hmm. at Me? Mm-hmm. And in that episode, <laughs> yes, Vic, that episode. <laughs> that, that magical episode. That, that magical episode. We, we're really talking yeah. about psychological boundary boundary mm-hmm. images and how to use mm-hmm. them. And Vic mm-hmm. and Jules give a wonderful demonstration mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how to dive in with that. So mm-hmm. yeah, these two episodes kind of go together in that way. And I just want to yeah, point yeah. people back to that. Yeah. They need yeah. a little deeper they here. Do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was thinking if you need a little deeper and you're really interested in deep dive, we have a workshop coming up and we will be talking about this and helping you find your own image in real time in small groups. So right. yay. Um, so right, that's because like Jules, like Jules, I as I just pointed out, I mm-hmm. don't have a wall of jello around no. me. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a, their own image. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mine is a black wrought iron fence. Right, right. And so, and um, lots of people's change through time, yeah. and that's normal. Mine has, changes every time. Mine changes. <laughs> Yours changes. It totally changes. You have a flexible yes. image. Mine well, has never changed. Well, but you know changed. what I'm actually discovering why. is that mm-hmm. it does. Mine changes, but it also is situational. Like I mm. always have the same one with my partner, and I need a mm-hmm. really different one with my mama, and wow. I have a different one okay. with my clients. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's brilliant. right. Like, How fun. like it's almost like I I have different ones for kind of different environments for some reason. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's just interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Who knows? I can make up stories. I, I don't need to. It works for you. It it's working. Exactly. It works. It's it doesn't working. matter because it works. So I'm I'm leaning into my jello wall and it's keeping me safe from mm-hmm. the slings and arrows being thrown at me by my mm-hmm. sweet partner Rebecca over there. Right. Yep. And I'm arrow, being arrow, actually arrow, pretty arrow. curious about why this is so hard or what's going on that's making this so hard. But I've asked my jello wall to do a little extra job for me in this moment. I asked it to please only let through information if it is pertaining to answering the question I am asking, which is, can I share my hurt feelings about the betrayal with you? If any other answer is coming on, I might comment that I heard that that was out there, but I'm not going to engage in that conversation. So I'm asking my jello wall to throw up an extra filter for me. And that can help me really stay in this on-target space around. Amazing. I am going to just meet you here in this. And it really does work in real life. My daughter did an about what aboutism when she had a very hard moment with not wanting to complete her homework. And she was going, what about my feelings? And what about your care for me? And what about whether or not you love me? And don't you want to make me happy? And she was, what about isming me all over the place? And I just kept coming back to you. I totally hear you. This is super hard love. We have to figure out what we're going to do with the homework. You could (laughs) choose to finish now and it's not complete. You could turn it in incomplete. You could, I'm totally here. I can help you. Maybe we could do it together and we could finish. Or I don't know, maybe you need to like tear the paper up and throw it up in the air. I have no idea. What are we going to do? You don't get it. I totally, you're probably right. I bet I don't. Sweet love, we really need to make a decision here about what we're going to do about your homework. (laughs) Do you just want to be done now and we can turn it in incomplete? Without flipping out. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we just need to figure out what we're going to do with this homework. Oh no! That's where it's I right, historically right, right. would go. No, right, that's where right. I would go historically. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing about this, right? Because what you're doing is you're holding up your psychological boundary image, right? Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. asking it to help you stay on task and help you stay mm-hmm. with this one thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. by doing that, you're helping to make this a little safer for yourself, yeah. so that you can stay more embodied. And feel mm-hmm. more okayness, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mean it feels great. It means that you feel like, yeah, hey, I can do this. And if you get a signal mm-hmm. that this is no longer okay, that you can't do this anymore, yeah, take a time out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was actually a moment tonight where she threw a swat at me. And that is not okay. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That now we have a physical boundary violation. So we handled the behavior and I backed up and said, nope, it's not okay to do anger in that way. Mm-hmm. Do you want to try again? Right. But I think what the what that psychological boundary wall gives us that whatever mine's a wall of jello, yours is going to be something else. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Dinosaur bird. That was a real one that somebody had in my office. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, but what I'm wondering about is could that help us see the of courseness of the situation? Yeah. So I answer the reality I'm right in front of. Of course, course this is hard. You are defending the crap out of yourself. This is a huge thing. And also, if we're going to make it through this, I need you. Now, I want to say one more thing before we wrap this up. This is really hard and deeply unfair. 
especially if you're the one who's doing this so that you can get repair. Mm-hmm. And I cannot make this fair. And I'm so sorry. I but want to follow that help with something. Work. Yeah. Well, just, <laughs> I, I don't want to encourage a kind of tab keeping, but mm-hmm. um, also if there's a great imbalance in terms of who is always initiating repair mm-hmm. and who's getting tended to, then that's something that should at the very least be a meta conversation. Yep. Maybe mm-hmm. something that you bring to a, a, th- a relationship therapist or counselor mm-hmm. to help you work through or practice some deep discernment about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's wrap this up. We'll see you all again next week. Take good care. Sounds good. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner. We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at one of our workshops. You'll find our next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you can ask us your questions? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. And here's some gratitudes. Thanks to Al Hoberman, our sound editor and podcast production magic maker. Thanks to every one of you who has joined us for our workshops in the past. We've learned so much from all of you. And thanks to everyone who's reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help others to find the show. Take care of each other best you can. See you next time. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.